Welcome to the On Deck Podcast presented by LineStar. All things fantasy baseball with a sprinkle of sports betting as well. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. All rise for the judge, number 61 for Aaron Judge. You want to stay tuned. I'm going to tell you what Roger Maris Jr. said to Aaron Judge. Plus, daily fantasy baseball projections for you. And one of the most popular teams for today in daily fantasy is actually one you want to stay away from. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, be sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content, subscribe to our channel, and even sign up for notifications so you can keep up with all the latest videos that we're coming out with. Aaron Judge mm -hmm. delivered a two-run shot to left field off Blue Jays lefty Tim Meza to tie Roger Maris's 61-year-old home run record in the American League history made and Aaron Judge cemented himself into the record books. What's your reaction? It's a big day. It's uh, pretty awesome. It's interesting that also it's 61 years ago he hit 61. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Judge tied the record, but for it to really mean a ton, he's still got to hit 62. <laughs> It was 117.4 miles an hour, his hardest hit home run of the season. He, he meant it. <laughs> it landed in the Blue Jays' bullpen. However, a fan did get a glove on it, almost and caught dropped it. dropped it, yep. And the camera shot on him, visibly devastated. Oh, yeah, that... He had $2 million in his reach. Oh, it's so awful. It was estimated it was around one or two million dollars yeah. is the value of that. So it, he's uh that guy is waking up not very happy <laughs> this morning. Lands in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. uh, the pitching coach out there, Matt Bushman, I believe, he caught the or he caught it and then handed it right over to uh, Zach Britton. Yeah. I mean as as a player like or coach you're obviously just going to hand it over. You're not going to I looked into that, and I said, you know what? Do they actually have to, or can they hold it? Well, so uh, they're employees of Major League Baseball, so the uh, legal, uh, I guess, terms of that basically dictate that players, coaches can't keep stuff mm -hmm. like that. Okay. The Major League Baseball owns that, so they couldn't capitalize on yeah. that. Straight to However, the However, fan, for the fans, it's. Once yeah. it's theirs, it's theirs. So pretty cool moment, though. So Zach Britton nice. did give the ball to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, in turn, gave it to his mom, who was in attendance as well, sitting front row with Roger Maris Jr. Mm -hmm. Roger Maris's son was in attendance as well. And I loved uh, what he said to Aaron Judge when he saw him. Why did you take so long? <laughs> <laughs> it had been quite the drought for Aaron Judge nine days, I believe, since he hit his last home run. Yeah, he was probably just tired going to every game. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of already. I'm tired of ballpark hot dogs. <clears throat> yep, exactly. So uh what are your thoughts here on the the big oh, home run? That was awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I was I I I've been nervous this whole time, as you know. Yeah. Every day on this show, we, we've talked about it for the past week. Is it going to happen today? Is it not going to happen today? Mm -hmm. You actually said on our show yesterday, it's happening today, sure I enough. Did. But I wasn't going to pick him as my home run call. 
Exactly, because if he didn't hit it, I would have blamed you. Exactly. <laughs> so it was exciting. I definitely was bawling my eyes out. I'm not going to lie. I get really emotional over these <laughs> things. <laughs> I know they say no crying in baseball, but you can't help it. It's so, it's so exciting. I am excited to see. Now that the pressure is somewhat off in terms of hitting that number, how many is he going to hit from here on out? The Yankees are off today. He's He doesn't have a ton of games <laughs> left, so he needs to get one more in the last, what, four games? If you thought also, if you thought the home run race chase was exciting, the triple crown title in the American yeah. League still within judge's reach, he still leads the American League in average RBI and home runs, all the batting categories. Barely. However, that margin, <laughs> let me just tell you what that margin is. So Judge has a three. It ha they have to go all the way down the decimals yeah. to this one. 313-406. Mm -hmm. Twins, Luis Arise, 313-321. This could get pretty infinitesimal of yeah. a difference as we approach the last couple last games of the season. Red Sox, Xander Bogarts also in the mix there at 309. Judge still holds that minute, what is that, a billionth of a point? Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's literally going to come down to the last at bat there. The last person to win the Triple Crown, Miguel Cabrera in mm -hmm. 2012. The last Yankees to do it, Judge would be just one of three if he gets it lou gehrig and mickey mantle he's already in great company among roger maris however that would be quite the feat and all of that and he could walk he could not be in pinstripes he could next not season be. that is the craziest part of all of this to me i mean if you guys would have seen me crying yesterday you're gonna see me bawling my eyes out if he leaves the yankees yeah. i'll be so sad yeah. it's it's <laughs> wild but hey I've been telling you Shohei looks bad in pinstripes, but he could end up there. Yeah. I would like Shohei, although Aaron Judge, such a class act, great guy. I just you love the way Shohei's he's handled not? himself. Oh, he is too. Okay. But he's just kind of he's our kind of like the captain figure. Yeah. He's got that those Yankees pinstripes. Also, I will say this about players who play for the Yankees. It's a different pressure. In totally. New York, totally. when you're wearing the pinstripes and all the legends that have come through there, that not all players who, even phenomenal players, have struggled in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. while Shohei is still awesome, though, and I would love to see him in pinstripes still, nonetheless, you know. Speaking of Can't Shohei. Can't have both of them. <laughs> Can't have them both. Speaking of Shohei Otani, yep. one of the most popular pitchers today for Daily Fantasy what are you looking at for today in a daily fantasy from mm -hmm. what do you expect the field to do for their pitching today? Yeah, so the two highest owned pitchers by far today are Shohei and Carlos Rodon. And they should be the highest mm -hmm. owned. They both have good matchups. I think you have to like both of these. Shohei obviously is going against the Angels, which we the know A's. is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or sorry, the yeah. A's which we know is a great matchup. And Rodon is at home, and he has just been absolutely incredible at home. The thing that is surprising to me and probably a lot of people is that Rodon probably has a higher ceiling. He's had a higher uh, K rate lately, 
And so if I had to pick one of them, I'd probably go with Rodon over Shohei, even though Shohei has the uh, A's as a matchup. Right. The A's dead last in batting. Yeah. Not productive at the plate at all. Although, even though the Rockies lead, they're top 10 in, in most of the batting categories. However, in the month of September, they've really been slumping. In fact, they are 26 mm-hmm. in average in the month of September. So to your point, Rodon perhaps looking a little bit more attractive for daily yeah. fantasy than Shohei. Although Shohei, we know, is usually a great option. But given the high ownership, maybe not. Well, as- both of them are going to be similar ownerships. Mm-hmm. We are, I think we have them right around 42% on both sites for both players. And I think there's a chance that, at least on DraftKings, that both of these guys are actually higher owned than that. They are just so much better than everybody else on on, uh, the slate. Which leads to then the two highest owned stacks likely being pay down Mm -hmm. options. What pitcher are you looking at that could be... A sleeper pick, fading the field, if you will. So the lower-owned pitcher that I like today is is John Gray. So Gray has pitched really good all season long. He has some solid upside. Uh, his pitch count is back up. He went through an injury, and they were kind of slow to bring that pitch count back up. He went like 87 pitches last start, so I'd expect him to be in the 90s. So I'm not really worried about that. He has a 27% K rate on the year. There's no Julio Rodriguez for mm-hmm. Seattle, which is obviously a big hit to that lineup. And Gray has a 24% combined K rate, so real nice upside on his price. You know, Rodon's combined K rate is 28%. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what uh, Shohei is, but his combined K rate's probably uh, similar to 26% mm-hmm. for Shohei. So. You mentioned Julio Rodriguez not being in that Mariners lineup. In fact, the Mariners are dead last in the month of September in batting average. Yeah, they've been struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they have a great pitching staff that has been pitching really well and keeping them into the games. But yeah, as an offense, they have been struggling. I like John Gray today. Uh, he's coming in probably half the ownership, 20 ish mm-hmm. percent on DraftKings, possibly single digits on FanDuel. So could find a little leverage there. Yeah. Looking at our team stacks for today, what teams do you believe are going to be the high-owned teams for today? So I think the chalky build today is going to be going with, on DraftKings, it'll probably be going with both Shohei and Rodon, Mm -hmm. and then paying down at bats with the Rangers and the Angels. On FanDuel, it's going to be the Angels or Rangers and then one of the high-owned pitchers. Uh, Shohei or Rodon. So Angels and Rangers coming in at the highest zone uh, today. The Angels are hitting lefties really well. The big issue I have with them today is you can't use Shohei as a hitter. Mm-hmm. So you're taking out one, it's a guy in the middle of the lineup and one of their best hitters. And then you have to stack with everything else. And as we know, the Angels team minus Trout and Otani Their bats aren't great. So you're Mm -hmm. stacking bats that are essentially the A's, you know, and Irving isn't a terrible pitcher. He does limit some runs. So not super high on following with the Angels. He breaks all the systems. He he does. He does. We got to fix that. 
on the <laughs> daily fantasy apps. Yeah. Uh, and then if you go into Texas, I do like the Texas. They crush lefties. The one thing is Gonzalez isn't a terrible pitcher. His numbers lately haven't been good, but he limits hard contact and he limits runs. He's a guy where his FIP is always way higher than his ERA, and it's been like that for years, but he just keeps getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's partly due to just it's soft contact that he keeps getting, you know, pit or hitters don't really tee the ball up. And so, uh, you know, that's one way to kind of, or think about maybe getting away from there, but Texas is good versus lefties. So some leverage stacks here. What teams are you looking at to help find a little leverage today? Uh, you know, they are both expensive, so you will have to find a little value pitcher in there. But I think this Padres and Dodger game, you really need to look mm-hmm. at. We have a bullpen game for the Dodgers. The Padres are likely going with Sean Manaya. It is still a TBD situation. Uh, but Manaya is like a Jekyll and Hyde type situation where he's either pretty good and will give up a home run or two, or he just throws batting practice and right. Dodgers are going to throw up eight runs on him. So... <laughs> I, I think with it being a bullpen game for the Dodgers, the Padres are very interesting. And conversely, if uh, the Padres have Mania out, you got to consider the Dodgers as well. So I like both games. Of it, as both we sides. get closer to the end of the season, a lot of these races are heating up for the mm-hmm. wild card spot, including with the Padres, who are right now in that uh, second yep. wild card spot in the National League. Does that impact? daily fantasy at all when you look at some of these games yeah it does and that that is one of my worries about this game the Dodgers and Padres is the fact that for the Padres this is a playoff game Mm -hmm. you know Dodgers don't care but they don't like the Padres so they're not gonna let them win good point um (laughs) but so there is going to see be some playoff atmosphere here much more so on the Padres side but as it comes near or closer to the end yes these big situations will be more and more playoff like uh and then the other games that don't matter right you know it's a total free-for-all you don't know really what's going to happen and you're also looking at pitchers possibly resting on yeah. teams that uh, exactly it becomes playoff. more of like playing preseason <laughs> you know fantasy baseball and so that's why, uh, you know. That's why I, you got to watch our show well, so that you know. You got to watch the show. We do the research so you don't have to. But <laughs> also, you're going to want to start limiting your bankroll a little bit just because there's so much wildness can happen here. <laughs> if you want to play, that's totally fine. Just be a little bit careful with the bankroll. <laughs> For all of that information, check out linestarapp.com. Everything you need to dominate in daily fantasy and also in the prop beds. We have the new tool, Props Edge, to help you dominate the sports books on prize picks, underdog, wherever you place your prop bets. So check it out, linestarapp.com. Lock in your subscription, $29.99 per month. It's a great deal. Link to that is below. That's going to do it for us today on the On Deck Podcast. Be sure to also watch our Thursday night football preview. We got a good one tonight. We've got the Dolphins at the Bengals. We broke it all down. That video is on YouTube, so check it out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.